This is thatsinthebible.com. That's in the Bible, episode number 102. Does God speak to you? Troublesome times are here, filling men's hearts with fear. Freedoms we all hold dear, now is at stake. Humbling your hearts to God, saves from the chastening rod. Seek the way pilgrims trod, Christians away. Hello and welcome back to That's in the Bible. My name is Eric. Glad you could join us for another episode of That's in the Bible. The show that uh, obviously is all about the Bible and what the Bible has to say. You know, we try to uh, take a look at different topics and and uh, really not so much concerned about our opinions on them, but really looking to see what the Word of God has to say about them. And to do that, I'm joined by three other pastors here. When I say other, I'm not a pastor. I'm just the host. But uh, we have uh, Pastor Scott Strobel from Lockport, New York. Pastor Strobel, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Good to be here. And we've got uh, Pastor Stephen Bear from beautiful, sunny downtown Buffalo, New York. Not quite downtown, but yes, Buffalo area. Good to be with you. <laughs> Good to have Is it sunny? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, we got some sunshine today. Just looked it's out nice. the window. I can verify that it is sunny. All right. And we have uh, Pastor Matthew Sutton all the way up in the Arctic, Alaska. I guess I, I'm afraid to ask if it's sunny there. <laughs> Not yet. It's still dark. It's still dark. Yeah. Yeah, we only have, uh, we don't see the sun for a while now, but we only have a little bit of light, um, maybe for a couple hours a day, hour and a half a day. What time is it there right now as we record? Uh, almost noon. So at noon, it's still dark. Yeah, it's just getting a little bit gray right now, just a tiny bit. Boy, it must be hard. I mean, uh, what wakes me up in the morning is the sun coming through through the, through the blinds. Um, if it was dark all the time, that, that must be hard to get moving. The first thing I do when I wake up is I turn on every light in our house <laughs> to, to have some kind of light <laughs> yeah i can't even imagine uh, when i did go to visit and i know steve's been up there and actually pastor strobel's also been up in that neck of the woods too um actually there's no woods but um been up, <laughs> been up to to alaska and uh i didn't experience the 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 darkness. Did you didn't either? Did you, Steve? Oh yeah, I was there in did November. You? So uh, they had just a, a couple of hours of uh, kind of a hazy light, if you will. And uh, yeah, it was it was kind of weird. How'd you deal with that? Um, I stayed inside where the light was most of the time <laughs> and uh, read books and played uh, played uh, with the dog and and. Uh, uh, Talk to my son-in-law sometimes, and, and uh, <laughs> well, we didn't keep him locked up in the room. <laughs> locked up in the room. I did paced play, a lot. <laughs> did you play foosball at the church? I did. Yeah. I did. That's the first time I played foosball in probably thirty years. Yeah, we used to play in the army all the time, and so that's what that reminded we me. We played of. at uh, Physician International too. Oh, that's right. We're down in the basement. Down the basement with Lenny. How Lenny's yep. doing? 
All right. Well, it's good to have everybody back. And we're today we're going to look at uh, does God speak to you? And as I was telling Matt before the um, before we got uh, started here, that um, I had uh, done a nursing home service uh, years ago, and um, I was uh, you know talking about faith and how that um, you know we haven't none of us have seen God yet, and and. Uh, and as I was saying this, uh, a woman stood up and, and she said, I saw him last night. He was standing at the foot of my bed. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, I think it was, oh, boy. I was relatively uh, new at doing this. And I did, I just felt my the back of my neck getting all sweaty. And thinking, <laughs> Welcome know, to the nursing home ministry. <laughs> sure, sure it wasn't an aide or someone. <laughs> oh, anyway. So that was uh, the joy of that. But it's good to have everybody back. Good to see everyone again. It's been a while since we recorded. Uh, any any news on uh, on your end there? Looking at the last podcast, looks like it was the beginning of September. That's when the last one. It's dated September second on the yeah. website. Yeah. Wow. So a lot's transpired. We did for the, those who listen. We did try to arrange uh, another one and. I think Matt wound up sick or something. Um, his voice was gone, I think. Yeah. And then other things transpired, and we couldn't all get together. But uh, it's still in our hearts and minds to do this. And so hopefully, beginning of 2022, we can get the ball rolling with the Lord's help more frequently. It's Amen. our New Year's resolution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Steve, how you been? Uh, we're doing fine. Uh, again, just uh, trying to do things like we always do. Uh, as we, I think we mentioned before we turned on the recorder and started the, the podcast here, that um, the building that we had been using for well, ever since we started was sold uh, to another church. And uh, they're taking possession of the church here probably this month. And so as of the 19th, we're meeting in a house, um, looking for a, a permanent place to meet. And, uh, so since the 19th, like I think I said, the 19th of December, uh, we've been meeting there and, and, uh, doing well. I mean, it's, uh, uh, thankfully there was a couple of times when it was full, that kind of felt kind of neat instead Amen. of being BBs in a bathtub, uh, we <laughs> had uh, look what looked like a full house and that was pretty cool. And that's scriptural, uh, but, isn't uh, it? Meeting in the house? What's, oh Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, in fact, that may happen more more often as the prices of things go up. Uh, yeah. As we were finding out, trying to find a place to to meet the, uh, the things that the prices that that people are wanting to charge for for space is is really astronomical. So, uh, just uh, hoping and praying and uh, seeking the Lord's will as to what we should do, where we should go, and um, hopefully He'll give us some directions and work for us uh, to be able to to accomplish that. I know there are a lot of people that uh, would maybe shy away from from coming to a home. Uh, and then again, how the neighbors are going to react to some of that uh, is still up in the air. But uh, we'll just, uh, Lord willing, cross that bridge when we come to it. So we're mm -hmm. just going to keep plugging along and do what we're called to do. Amen. How about you in, in the Arctic, Matt? Doing good. Just uh, it's been a rough winter so far already. Um, I just talked to somebody that worked at the works at the water department uh, yesterday at the gas station, and he said, "So far this winter, 120 houses have uh, frozen up with their pipes and everything. So it's just been an extremely cold winter 
already snow blowing everywhere but but god's been so good so we we had unfortunately we did have one of our i mean one of our most faithful members pass away um in his sleep um just uh, <clears throat> a couple weeks ago and uh the great thing about um the fact that he was saved though is it's just so much easier to do a funeral and just so much more pleasant to do a funeral with somebody that you know was saved Amen. and yes. so the great thing was that um a lot of the people that were there are not saved uh, especially his family members he's been praying for his family members to come to church and get saved and i mean this is a gentleman he was in his i think he was about 67 68 uh he used to go to the episcopal church and uh he just saw the you know fallacies in that church especially with the catholic church too and so he started coming here. We don't have a Catholic church here, but you know the Episcopal's pretty similar to the to the Catholic. And so anyway, he started coming here about eight years ago to to our church, the Baptist church, and just started. I mean, he got in and was really, you know, when you know when somebody's reading their Bible when they come and they're asking you questions out of the Bible, you know, that they're reading. Yeah, and and he would be here. You could tell he was really hurting. There was he had health issues and things like that. And with being here in the Arctic, only being able to fly out, you know, to be able to get any medical help, it's very difficult for anybody here to follow up with appointments and different things for their ailments. And so anyway, I was able to do, you know, the funeral and just talk about how faithful he was. I mean, every service he'd be here, um, you know, unless he was really sick, he couldn't come. But boy, he'd be here. You could tell he wasn't feeling good. And uh, but it was it was a shock when he passed away. But um you know, it, it was a, uh, it really went well. Thank you for, I know everybody here on this podcast was praying for me. So, uh, but yeah, it's been rough. I mean, it was, a, it was about a negative 30 degrees out there at the grave site. It was just, uh, it was so cold. And, um, thankfully they did have a, uh, a backhoe there that they were able to, you know, be able to fill in, you know, the grave and all that. So we weren't out there. Usually it takes us about an hour to, to bury somebody. Um, so that went really well. Um, but so I'm thankful for the Lord for that. And, uh, other than a bunch of plumbing that I've had to do in the last couple of days and just a whole bunch of different stuff that you never think you'd have to do, but, uh, <laughs> but eventually life, you have to do it. <laughs> life of a missionary, right? You check of all yeah. things as well. Yeah. You don't have anybody out here. And the problem is too, is if there's no fittings that fit the things out here it takes weeks to get here especially now with all the supply chain issues and stuff so but you know lord's been good it's just it's been so good just to be able to be in church amen. and um so i'm thankful amen amen pastor strobel anything else from you well i guess since we last met i've had uh, had the opportunity to go to minnesota my wife and i to uh, do a meeting that was originally scheduled in uh, 2020 um april of 2020 right before or, well, it was yeah, it was right scheduled right after things uh, were shutting down. Um, then we tried to reschedule it for later in 2020, and that got shut down. So finally, uh, it was October of this year uh, over at Brother Kyle Stevens' uh, church, Blessed Hope Baptist Church in Minnesota, uh, Coon Rapids, Minnesota. How's that for a nice name? But uh, <laughs> maybe. 40, 30, 40 minutes, something like that. I forget the exact time, but from the Twin Cities. And had a good time there uh, with those folks. Just was it was very refreshing. I mean, I was the one that was preaching, but just the whole atmosphere of the church is a good church, a good spirit, and refreshing. And one of the things that particularly struck me was the song service. And I got to tell you, probably at least half of the songs they sang I'd never heard. 
Wow. They were singing, you know, we, we tend to just zero in on certain songs in our songbook and there's like, you know, 500 and they're singing the songs that nobody else sings. And so I was learning them and, uh, it just was, it was a breath of fresh air. It really was. Uh, so it was a blessing to be there. And then we're going strong here by the grace of God, continuing with what we're doing here at our church, uh, regular services. We just had a good, um, watch night service. We were talking about that before the podcast. Uh, we had brother Jack from our church preach. He's a, a blessing. And uh, in addition to that and watch night, we do, you know, fun and games. We give away, uh, prizes. We had like a Bible trivia game. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Miss, Miss Betsy, uh, she ran that for us. And then I did a couple, uh, with them. One of them being a, uh, a, a game where we, the first person said in the name of somebody in the Bible, and then the next person had to say a name of somebody in the Bible that began with the last letter of the name of the previous person. So you went on, and uh, we lost a lot of people early when somebody gave somebody's name that ended in K, and folks couldn't come up with something. <laughs> so <laughs> so that, that, was, that wasn't an open Bible uh, game. No, it was not. Oh, that makes it tough then. The prevailing letter that that kept emerging. Can you think of what letter might kept coming up? People had to get guess with the beginning H you got it. H <laughs> kept coming up over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one that we did, I had, um, well, the last actual competition we did, I had, uh, whoever wanted to participate and when I knew this would be less, but we did a memory verse showdown. Uh, they hmm. could pick, they could pick the memory verse, but they had to give me the reference and quote it were perfect to, to go on to the next. So kind of like yeah. a spelling B type of wow. thing. That's cool. So, it was, was it was fun. And for those yeah. that, that don't know, um, wh- what is a watch night service? Where, where we got the, the name, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Other than the fact that, um, we're, we're watchmen waiting for Jesus to come, There it is. but, it, but it's a new year's Eve service. And so we do that on New Year's Eve, kind of like watching to the end of the year type of a thing. And so it's a good time of uh, fellowship. We have, we'll have, we'll always have, you know, some congregational singing, a, a message. And then, as I said, some of the activities, the games and so forth. And then we give prizes for them. I give out uh, gift cards to the winners, second place. And then I always have one at the end where, you know, we do a drawing. So if you can't, because some people just don't get any of the answers for anything. <laughs> so that gives everybody a chance to win something. And this time I did it, um, I did the last shall be first. And so the we had two prizes left, the last two names out of it instead of the first name, first one drawn. They got the, they got the prizes. Yeah. But yeah, so, and then we have food as well. And uh, praise the Lord for the people and bringing food. And it was a, a good time in the yeah. Lord. I think I might know where, where at least where we used to get that name. Uh, you know, the, the phrase watch and pray. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, maybe Eric would remember, but we used to uh, to have a, a watch night service. And, and what we would do is we'd go all the way to midnight. And then we would pray and bring in the new year and ask the Lord to come back in the new year. So that's kind of where we got it from. So it was watch and pray. And so we call it a watch night service. So, yeah, that works. I know uh, it's just, I I never heard of anything like that until, um, you know, I got saved and and there's churches that do that, you know, they, they call it that. But uh, yeah, a lot of them do that. Watch and pray. Yeah. As we've gotten older, we quit worrying about going to be honest with you. (laughs) Do you guys do anything uh, like that in the Arctic, Matt? 
Uh, no, I, I, with our kids and all the things we've got going on, uh, we just, we go to bed. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's dark, it's dark all the time, so it doesn't, yeah. it's okay. Well, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, a, a better time to visit the Arctic is when I visited it, like in the summertime, 4th of July, and it doesn't get dark then. Yeah, yeah that's go. cheating it's though. Light. You can't. You, you got. You got to come out when it's bad. <laughs> hey, I was invited to come out and preach on the Fourth of July, and I wasn't going to say this isn't right. You got to have me. Yeah, in yeah. <laughs> so, true. There you go, man. The next month or two, you got to invite Pastor Strobel out. Hey, man, it's an open invitation. <laughs> well, we had planned. Uh, Lori and I had planned on on going out there, but uh, some of the uh, village got village got shut down, and so we had to cancel our trip and stuff. So, but we had planned on going out there. What was it in September? I think it was, and uh, weren't able to make that trip. So we'll have to do it another time. Yeah, yeah. amen. All right. Well, that's uh, we're seventeen minutes into our podcast, so. Matt, are you ready to bring us, does God speak to you? I'm ready. All right, let's see if I remember how to press this button here. Amen. Well, it's so good to be here. It's uh, I can't believe it's been that long since we've recorded a podcast, but I'm so thankful to be able to have the opportunity to be able to do this. Uh, let's go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer before we get started here. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you again for this opportunity. Lord, I thank you for the Word of God. And Lord, I thank you that we have this podcast we're able to do, and it's only by your grace and mercy. We just pray that uh, we'd be able to be a help. Lord, I know it's a blessing to me in my heart, and I just pray it would be for others as well. Lord, I pray that you'd help me today, Lord, just to be able to bring forth this study. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you'll turn with me in your Bibles to Psalm 29, Psalm chapter 29. Again, the title of this message is, Does God Speak to You? Does God Speak to You? Psalm 29, verse 3, the Bible says, The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. And if you look at this whole chapter here, David, of course, is writing this here under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. It says right here in Psalm 29, it's talking about the voice of the Lord. So the voice of the Lord is real, okay? There's, you know, there's people that believe that God created everything and and set everything off into existence, you know, and then just kind of put his hands off and just allowed mankind to do whatever they want, and he never speaks to mankind anymore. That that teaching couldn't be further from the truth in the Word of God. So just so you know, if, if you've heard that before, that's false, okay? The, the God does speak to mankind, and we see that here, especially in this chapter. And then in verse 4, it says, The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. He maketh them also to skip like a calf. Lebanon in Syrian, like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord maketh the hands to calve and discovereth the forest. And in his temple doth everyone speak of his glory. Uh, people today, they're looking for answers. I mean, they're looking for answers for the meaning of life. I remember here, that was probably about four or five years ago, they had um, this doctor lady. Um, she came, I don't know what she was a doctor of, but 
she got up there in front of everybody, pretty much the whole village, during um, one of the graduations for the students here at the school in the Arctic. And she got up there and she touted, you know, that she's a doctor. She went to school for many years and, you know, I'm fine with that. Hey, uh, somebody that works very hard, good, you know, good for them. But after she touted all, you know, her, you know, great things that she's done and going to school for that long, I think it was like 12 years or something. Then she said, now, I don't know what the meaning of life is. I mean, after you've gone to college for 12 years, that's not just grade school. That's college, college for 12 years. And at that point, still, you don't know what the meaning of life is. Well, that's that's pretty rough. But he, here you have a lady talking to these students that are just graduating, about to go out into real life. And she couldn't tell them what the meaning of life is. So so people are looking for the meaning of life and you should. And they're looking for guidance. But unfortunately, many times people are hardly looking in the right place. You know, we should be going to the one that created us. We should be going to the one that brought us into existence and, and gave us breath and gave us life to be able to find out these answers and look for these answers. You know, there are some that do believe that we should go to the Lord for answers, but then you have those that are going to the Lord for answers, but they're, but they're not looking in the right place or, or know how to get a hold of God or listen to God to be able to get those answers. And, um, they're looking in the wrong places in regards to spiritual matters to hear from God. You know, many seek signs from God or a great voice, you know, sounding from heaven. Um, I've heard, you know, people tell me before, and especially here in the Arctic, people have come up to me and, you know, I'm trying to tell them about the Lord and, and invite them to church. And, you know, there's some that say, I don't need to go to church. You know, the Lord speaks to me. You know, there was this, I'll just give you an example. There was a gentleman that uh, was, uh, he, he's got a lot of issues with alcohol. And he came up to me and, and said, uh, well, I don't need that Bible. You know, God spoke to me. I was I was on my Honda, which is a four-wheeler. Uh, I was on, a, I was on my Honda and, and this huge wind came up behind me and then there was two Ravens above me and God just, you know, through all that told me this, you know, and, and I said, well, you know, and, you know, I was trying to be careful. I said, so you could still listen to me. I said, no, that may be so, but, uh, you know, the Bible here tells us this and he didn't want to have anything to do with it, you know, because he says that he heard from God through the wind and, and through the ravens and all these kinds of things. And and I've heard others, especially if you go on YouTube and you look up, you know, prophecy or you look up, you know, what God's saying or speaking to others. And unfortunately, these people that are bringing forth supposedly dreams or or, you know, prophecy that God's speaking to them personally that people need to hear, they're getting hundreds of thousands of views, if not millions of views saying, this is God speaking to me and telling me to say this to all of you. Now, the question is, and good, you should be looking for the meaning of life. You should be looking for guidance and help from God and and for the voice of God and, and to hear from God. But are you looking in the right places? And what is the right place to look? Look with me to Genesis chapter 15. Actually, let's go to uh, Genesis chapter 3 first. We'll start in Genesis chapter 3. Now, it can be confusing if you're just newly looking for God or if you're looking for, you know, in the word of God and you start reading in the book of Genesis and you say, okay, God, you know, how do you speak to us today? How do you speak to mankind today? 
And then you look here in Genesis chapter 3 with Adam and Eve, and of course God created them and then uh, put them in the garden. And then in Genesis chapter 3 verse 8 it says, And they, Adam and Eve, heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden. (laughs) So here you have the voice of the Lord. Uh, Physically you can hear it audibly with their ears uh, speaking to them. So if you're either newly saved or not even saved and just, you know, looking for the voice of the Lord or trying to figure out how to hear from God, from that you would think, okay, I'm going to hear an audible voice from God. Look at Genesis chapter 15, Genesis chapter 15, verse one, it says, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision saying, fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. So you had Adam and Eve hear it audibly, the voice of God. You have here Abram in a vision, of course, uh, hear from God. Look at Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. And when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God, walk before me and be thou perfect. So not only did Abram see a vision, but then also God physically appeared uh, to Abram and spoke to him. Uh, we're going to go over a, a few more of these just to kind of give you an example. Look at Exodus chapter 25. Exodus chapter 25. And in Exodus chapter 25, we're going to see here in Exodus chapter 25 and in verse 22, Exodus 25. And verse 22, it says this, and there, so this is God, and he's speaking to the nation of Israel and to Moses. He says, and there I will meet with thee, talking about the tabernacle, and I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubims, which are upon the ark of the testimony of all things, which I will give thee in commandment unto the children of Israel. So God tells those in the Old Testament there, specifically the nation of Israel, the Jews, once you make that tabernacle and you have the Holy of Holies there and you put the mercy seat um, above the ark of the covenant and you have everything finished and completed, that's where I'll commune with you and talk to you and speak to you and, and of course, give you the commandments and, and everything. Uh, look with me to Exodus chapter 34. Exodus chapter 34. And look at verse 5. Exodus 34, verse 5. And the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. So not only was he going to meet with them, you know, at the at the mercy seat too, but here they have it before it's all fully completed. God appearing in this cloud and speaking to them. And we're not going to go all these passages, but, you know, that pillar of uh, cloud by day that God led them in and a pillar of fire by night. If you study that thing out, God was in that cloud and in that fire and speaking to them through that thing. (laughs) So it's a it's a pretty miraculous thing that God did. Look at Numbers chapter seven. Numbers chapter seven. And I'm going somewhere here with this, so just stick with me, okay? But I just want you to see that God spoke to mankind in many diverse or different ways, okay? So Numbers chapter 7 and verse 89. Numbers chapter 7, verse 89. And when Moses was gone into the tabernacle of the congregation to speak with him, then he heard the voice of one speaking unto him from off the mercy seat. That was upon the ark of the testimony from between the uh, two cherubims, and he spake unto him. Now look at chapter 8, verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses. So, again, God promised you get that thing completed, and I will speak to you from the mercy seat. And God does, and and, and it does come to pass. Now, look at me to Judges chapter 6. 
Judges chapter 6. I remember a couple years ago, I was seeing how all the different ways that God has spoken to mankind throughout the ages. And I said, one of these days, I'm going to write all these down. And again, this is not a exhaustive, you know, bunch of verses on how God has spoken to mankind in the ages. But this is just uh, just a sampling here. In Judges chapter 6, look at verse 11. Judges chapter 6, verse 11. And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under the oak, which was in Ophrah. And pertained unto that pertained unto Joash the uh, Abiezrite, and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. So here comes the angel of the Lord. We're not going to go over uh, all the verses on this, but the angel of the Lord is is a pre-incarnate uh, appearance of Jesus Christ. So there's God right there. Look at verse twelve. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him. So here God appears there. The angel of the Lord appears unto him, which is Jesus Christ, pre-incarnate Jesus Christ, and said unto him. The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. So the angel of the Lord appears to Gideon here. So he's appearing to many people, either in visions, in uh, you know physically, uh, behind a cloud, all that. Now look at First uh, Samuel chapter three. In First Samuel chapter three, I try to put these in as good an order as I could. And in First Samuel chapter three, look at verse nine. The Bible says, therefore, Eli said unto Samuel, go lie down and it shall be if he talking about God call thee that thou shalt say, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place and the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel uh, answered, speak for thy servant heareth. Uh, and then look at verse 21. And the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. God was showing up to Samuel here uh, and speaking to him personally. Look at 1 Kings, 1 Kings chapter 3. 1 Kings chapter 3. Look at verse 5. 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 5. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, ask what I shall give thee. So uh, a vision and a dream are a little bit different. Okay. You can have a vision, uh, not sleeping. Okay. But here you have a dream and God is appearing to Solomon in that dream. And you'll see there that he was fully asleep. Look at verse 15 and Solomon awoke and behold, it was a dream. Okay. So God was speaking to Solomon there in a dream. He appeared to him and he heard the voice of God. Uh, look at Isaiah chapter 6. We'll just do a couple more here just to see the different ways that God has spoken to mankind. Look at Isaiah chapter 6 and look at verse 8. Also I, talking about Isaiah, also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and whom will go for us? Then said I, uh, here am I, send me. So uh, Isaiah heard the voice of the Lord. Look at Isaiah 31.4. Isaiah chapter 31, verse four, for thus saith, uh, I'm sorry, for thus hath the Lord spoken unto me, like as the lion and the young lion roaring on his prey, when a multitude of shepherds is called forth against him, he will not be afraid of their voice, nor abase himself for the noise of them. So shall the Lord of hosts come down to fight for Mount Zion and for the hill thereof. I mean, we could go over a whole bunch of other ones. You know, of course, that when uh, they were brought to uh, the mount and of course god gave moses the ten commandments you know they they heard the voice of god i mean rumbling 
And so eventually they just said to Moses, listen, go up there and, and you talk to God because we're, we'll die if we hear from God's voice and all that. So so you can see why people you know, are confused. People are saying, well, listen, how do I hear from God today, right? I mean, in the Old Testament here in the Bible, we see he was physically showing up to people. He was talking to people audibly, God was. He was showing up in visions and talking to people. He was showing up in dreams and talking to people. Out of the fire, out of the cloud, he was talking to people. And the tabernacle, he was talking to people. I mean, over and over, there is just different ways that God is speaking to people. And God mentions this. Look with me to the book of Hebrews and chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1. And in Hebrews chapter 1. Verse one, it says, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners, and we've seen that, I mean, just totally all different ways, spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us uh, by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. So uh, God shows us here that, yeah, there was all different ways that God speaks to us. So the question is now, though, how do we hear from God now? Well, let's look at Mark chapter 16 to begin with here in regards to finding the answer to this. Mark chapter 16, one of the major verses that we, of course, have to believe in the Word of God. I mean, we've got to believe all of them, but uh, one of the major verses in the Bible, of course, is Second uh, Timothy 2.15, which says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So we have to understand that there is divisions in the Bible. Right. I mean, I'm not going to go to just to simplify it. I'm not going to go to the book of Genesis and see that God says to build an ark for the saving of my household. I'm not going to be like Noah, something that God spoke to Noah and say, OK, I better build an ark then to save my house. OK, uh, might not be a bad idea out here if we have a flood out here. OK, but uh, I'm not going to do that in regards to salvation. That was that was specifically to Noah and God specifically spoke to Noah in, in this to do that. So there's divisions in the Bible. All things are for us in the Bible, but it doesn't mean that all things are directed to us. Right. So Mark chapter 16 Mark chapter 16. So how will God not speak to us for the most part to, in our day and age? We'll start with that. Look at Mark chapter 16, verse 17. We know, of course, that the apostles, they had signs, okay, uh, the wonders, all those kinds of things they were able to do. They were able to, well, we'll see it here. Look at Mark chapter 16, verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Now, who is he talking to? Well, look at verse 14. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven. Okay, so Jesus Christ is appearing to the eleven apostles, and he says to them in verse 17, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not uh, hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So here is the apostles. They're getting, of course, a uh, new revelation from the Lord Jesus Christ that it's salvation uh, is no longer uh, through the tabernacle, through the temple, right? Uh, the the uh, temple uh, was rent in twain, okay, to be able to get in the Holy of Holies, showing that no longer do you have to go to the mercy seat to speak to God and all that. No longer do you need priests. Now we are priests, okay, unto God, those that accept Christ as their Savior. So there has been a change here. 
And God's saying here, through the apostles, I'm going to write the rest of the Bible, the New Testament, through these apostles. They're going to preach something new in regards to it's no longer the Old Testament way of salvation, you know, by bringing um, your sacrifices to the temple and the tabernacle and, and, you know, getting the blood of the animal to forgive their sins and, and all that. There's a change now. And to be able to get people to believe that, especially the Jews, because they require a sign, uh, 1 Corinthians one twenty two. He had a show that the apostles had signs to back up the word of God that they're bringing. And you'll see that in verse 20. And they went forth, so Mark chapter 16, verse 20, and they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. So things are changing here from the Old Testament, the New Testament. Uh, God is using these signs, these wonders wonders and things like that, being able to speak in tongues and be able to get bit by, you know, of course, a serpent that would normally kill them or drink any deadly thing and not die. And they'd be able to say, look, see, God is changing things. And you can tell that what we're saying is the truth because God's given us these signs. Now look at second Corinthians chapter 12. We've got people pretty prevalent that uh, nowadays, of course, and uh, back then too, but there's people that are saying they're apostles so-and-so or, you know, again, they've got new revelation from God and, and that you need to hear it. And, you know, my name's Apostle so-and-so and God's given me this, you know, sign gift and everything. Well, look at Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. Truly the signs of an apostle were wrought among you in all patience and signs and wonders and mighty deeds. So God does acknowledge that, yes, he gave signs, these amazing wonders and mighty deeds you were able to see with your eyes. Uh, but they were done before it says in past tense were wrought among you. So by the time of second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12, God's saying these things were done past tense, not that they are being done among you, but they were being done among you. So look at second Corinthians chapter five, second Corinthians chapter five, and look at second Corinthians chapter five, verse seven, for we walk by faith, not by sight. You know, the Old Testament, that was a totally different time in regards to how God dealt with uh, people, not just the saved, okay, in the Old Testament sense, but to, to people in this world. And he would, again, we saw those things that he would do, show up in visions, physically, you'd be able to see him in your dream or in your vision, be able to see him and he audibly hear him. You'd be able to, of course, go to the mercy seat, the, the high priest would, and be able to talk to God. And, and you'd see the pillar of fire, pillar of flame. It was all by sight and it was all audible. But now in Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, now God says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. This is uh, directed to a New Testament Bible-believing Christian born again that's received Christ as their Savior, saying, now we walk by faith, not by sight. And that's totally different than the Old Testament. So things have changed. Look with me to Romans chapter 10. So we walk by faith, not by sight. So, okay, if we're supposed to walk by faith, not by sight, how does that faith come about? How do we increase our faith? How do we get that faith to be able to walk by faith and not by sight? Look at Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And of course, he's talking about the Bible there. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, my question to you is, does God speak to you? 
And you say, well, how does God speak to us today? I mean, does he speak to us in dreams and visions? Does he audibly speak to us? Well, it says right here, uh, as we've seen already, that um, we walk by faith, not by sight. So that what that would do is that would eliminate uh, him appearing to you physically. That would uh, eliminate him appearing to you in a dream or in a vision. Look with me to Second Peter chapter 1. Second Peter chapter 1. This does not make friends, okay? Especially where I am here right now. Um, this does not make friends, okay? Because a lot of people believe that they hear from God um, audibly, you know, I mean, a voice coming down from heaven, or they see a vision or a dream, and they just automatically just say, okay. And they don't spend any time in the Word of God. And that is far, far from what the Bible says. The Bible says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Look at 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19. 2 Peter chapter 1, of course, well, let's go back to verse 17. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So, of course, here Peter is talking about the fact that here's Jesus Christ. He hears the voice of God coming down audibly from heaven, okay, while he was getting baptized, that he was well pleased. Now look at verse 18. And this voice, which was God's voice, which came from heaven, we heard when we were with him in the Holy Mount. So uh, James, Peter, John heard God's voice coming down from heaven audibly. Look at verse 19. We, right now in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19, have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed. So he's saying right here, okay, you've got God's voice coming down from heaven, but there's a more sure word than just his own voice coming down from heaven. Look at verse 20. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. You see how all that is uh, past tense? The, the thing that is more sure than God's own voice coming down from heaven is the scriptures that was given past tense. For the prophecy, verse 21, came, or it doesn't say come not, but came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God doesn't say spoke or speak. Or, I'm sorry. It doesn't say like speak right now. It says spake, past tense, as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Everything, everything that God wants you to know has already been written down in this Bible right now. Uh, you know, people say, well, God's giving me this new revelation. Okay, well, that's not scriptural. The, the Bible says you're supposed to go, and it's more sure than anybody's voice coming down from heaven. Look at um, Jeremiah 23. Many times I talk to people that say, well, I had this dream. What do you think it means? <laughs> and I say, uh, well, I can I can tell you right now, uh, what does the Bible say? W what does the Bible say? Uh, well, what do you think God's trying to tell me? Well, have you been in your Bible uh, today? Uh, no, but, but I had this dream. Okay, well, were you in the Bible yesterday? Well, no, but I had this dream. Well, how about in the last week? Were you in your Bible at all, reading and asking God to show you something out of your Bible, which we're supposed to live by faith, and faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God? Well, no, I haven't been in my Bible, but I had this dream. <laughs> well, look at Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 25. Jeremiah chapter 23 and verse 25. The Bible says, I have heard what the prophet said that prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. You know what God is warning, even in the Old Testament, warning us 
that we got to be careful when somebody says, oh, God gave me this dream. Let me tell you what's going to happen or let me tell you what he said, that it's directly to you. You got to be careful with that kind of stuff because there's going to be a lot of false prophets that are trying to tell you this is what God told me to dream. Look at Jeremiah 29. Not only do you have to be careful about what supposedly a false prophet has dreamed, and and sometimes they might dream it, okay? Doesn't mean it's truth. Look at Jeremiah chapter 29. Look at verse 8. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, let not your prophets and your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you. Okay, so that's the prophets. We understand that. Be careful of them. Neither hearken to your dreams, which ye cause to be dreamed. For they, your dreams, prophesy falsely unto you in my name. I have not sent them, saith the Lord. Listen, God could, God could, uh, supposedly God could show up to you in your dream or this, this dream could happen where God supposedly shows up to you and says, Hey, hey, do this, do that. You know, I'm speaking this to you. You have no idea if that's God or not. You have absolutely no idea. How do you know Yeah, it's coming to you in his name, but you have no idea if that's uh, true or not. Look at me to, um, second Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, look at verse 14. 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. And no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. So <laughs> I don't know if Satan can show up to you in your dreams or not, but I know he can show up to you or have his minions show up to you in person, possibly, and uh, show up as an angel of light. If people say, well, I've had an angel show up to me or, you know, it must have been a heavenly being show up to me and tell me this and this. And I say to him, well, how do you know if that was uh, truly a good angel or a bad angel? How do you know if that wasn't the devil? Well, it couldn't have been. They told me this. Well, hey, how do you know? You have no idea. Uh, Look with me to uh, Galatians chapter 1. Galatians chapter 1. We have a lot of warnings about this stuff. Galatians 1, 6. I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ, into another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said uh, before, as I, so I so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you uh, than that ye have received, let him be accursed. So it says even right there in verse eight, though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you. Okay, so you know what God's doing? He's, he's warning everybody, be careful of dreams, be careful of even, you know, uh, the devil showing up to you looking like God or the angel of God or even angels because there's fallen angels coming to you and trying to teach you stuff. I mean, yeah, I, I listen, some, some people, I don't doubt that they've had a dream or they had a vision or they had even something show up to them saying that they're God telling them to do something or, or whatever. Uh, again, how do you know that that's the truth or not? How do you know that that was God or not? You don't. And that's why God says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, we walk by faith, not by sight. Listen, we're not living in the Old Testament anymore. We're not living where we don't have the word of God. We're not living where uh, God's showing up in a pillar of fire and a pillar of cloud and, and, you know, the whole mountain's on fire and, you know, 
I mean, where he has taken the nation of Israel and he's he's uh, raining down hailstones from heaven, killing the enemies. He's having the enemies, you know, the Philistines and others, their swords attacking themselves, you know, killing them. He's not having an angel come down and kill 185,000 Assyrian soldiers uh, so that they could see the the massacre there. I mean, that's all by sight. All that stuff is by sight. Uh, I love where it says, too, in the Bible, where it says that there was more that died of the enemy from the trees of the forest than uh, of the nation of Israel killing them. Uh, you know, you think about that. I don't know how God did it. You know, maybe God just brought those trees to life and they were stomping them dead. I don't know. But uh, that's all by sight. And God doesn't do that anymore. He doesn't He doesn't show up by sight like that. We're, we walk by faith and faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Look at Isaiah chapter 8. Isaiah chapter 8. The other thing that I've had is people that talk about how, you know, their grandmother or their loved one never received, as far as they know, Christ as their Savior in regards to how the Bible tells them to. You know, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. But then you know what they do? Um, that loved one that's still uh, behind, you know, remain on the earth. They say, oh, I just had a dream, or I just was visited by my grandmother either in a dream or, you know, supposedly by person. And they told me everything's okay. They're in heaven. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> if they truly didn't receive Christ as their savior, uh, then they're not okay. And they're not in heaven. So you got to be careful with that stuff. I tell them, well, listen, I, I hope they are in heaven and I hope that they did receive Christ as their savior. But if they never did, then this is not, uh, your grandmother showing up to you again. We walk by faith, not by sight. Uh, the devil is going to try and get everything he can to get you to not believe the word of God. Because Jesus Christ says in John fourteen six, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me." Okay, nobody's going to heaven without receiving Christ as their Savior. No matter what any apparition or whatever comes to you and tells you that's the, that's false, that I'm in heaven, don't worry about it. You don't have to receive the gospel kind of stuff. Okay, uh, Isaiah chapter eight verse twenty. Well, let's look at verse nineteen. Isaiah eight nineteen, and when they shall say unto you, seek unto them that have familiar spirits, uh, and unto wizards that peep and that mutter, should not a people seek unto their God for the living to the dead? Well, how do you seek unto your God? How do you hear from him? Verse 20, to the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Again, it, it, you go by the word of God. Look at John chapter 5. John chapter 5. So the first thing that we see here is that God doesn't use any longer miracles, wonders, um, visions, dreams, and all that uh, to, to speak personally to you, Okay. He, we walk by faith, not by sight. And now here, look at John chapter five. We have a completed Bible. Again, those signs, wonders were given to confirm the word. And in John chapter five, look at what Jesus Christ says now. John five thirty nine. search the scriptures. Again, those are already written down. We got them right before us. Search the scriptures for in them you think ye have eternal life and they are they which testify of me. Uh, listen, you want to have eternal life? Don't go to somebody else to figure out how to do that or some new way. Go to the to the scriptures. That's what Jesus Christ says. You better search the scriptures to figure out how to go uh, and have eternal life. Look at Acts chapter 17. You're going to now continually see, especially in the New Testament, it's the scriptures. It's the word of God to be able to hear 
from God. Okay, so again, the title of this message is, Does God Speak to You? Well, how do we hear from God today? Look at Acts chapter 17, verse 11. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, and that they received the word with all readiness of mind. So here they are, they're preaching to these Bereans here, and they received the word that's being preached and taught with all readiness of mind, okay? But then it goes on to say this, and search the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. So you hear things and you say, okay, I'll, I'll receive it and I'll think about it, but then I'll search the word of God to see if that's the truth or not. Because John 17, 17 says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word, God's word is truth. Look at Second um, Corinthians chapter three. So we're supposed to search the scriptures to see if something's true. We're supposed to search the scriptures to find out how to have eternal life. We're not supposed to search, you know, dreams or, or you know, some apparition coming to us or speaking to us or a voice from heaven. We have a more sure word of prophecy than that, and that's the scriptures. Again, you want to increase your faith? It's not by wonders. It's not by visions. You know what it's by? The word of God, Romans 10, 17. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 3. And this is important here, 2 Timothy chapter 3, and look at verse 16. 2 Timothy 3, 16, well, look back at verse 15. And that from a child, talking to Timothy, thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise into salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, Look at verse 17, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. God says everything you need to be perfect for God and truly furnished and be as fruitful as possible is found in the scriptures. It's already written. You don't need to go to visions or dreams or miracles or wonders to be perfect before God. You know what you need to go to? The scriptures. Look at uh, 2 Timothy 2.15. Again, I already quoted this, but 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That says right there, if you want to be approved of God and you don't want to be ashamed, then you go to this Bible and you study this Bible. You don't study dreams and what do they mean and, and what could this mean? You know, I just had this dream. Uh, what do you think it means? No, you study the word of God to be approved and not ashamed of God. Look at, uh, or before God, I mean. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 4 and look at verse 2. Paul speaking, of course, and uh, teaching a, a young preacher here, Timothy, and he's saying this, this is what Paul leaves before, you know, he's killed here. Paul leaves these final words with Timothy, and he says this to him, preach the word. He doesn't say, you know, preach the dreams that God's given you, preach the prophecies that God's given you, you know, advanced revelations. No, he's saying in, in verse two there, preach the word, be in, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, or exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come and they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. I've seen something, especially here, I don't know if it's everywhere, but um, now I do have Facebook. I do not condone Facebook. I think it's of the devil. <laughs> okay. A lot of this stuff on that thing, I think the people that own it, um, Zuckerberg and everything, I think, he, I think, now I don't know him personally, but, uh, but a lot of the things I've already seen and, and how that's run. Uh, they don't love God, okay, and all that, but uh, but it's one way to keep in contact with certain people, especially in the church and things like that. And what I've seen 
even Christians posting, um, and I'm talking about especially here in this village, okay, is they'll say, I had this dream last night. And a lot of the village, even those that are not saved, will get onto their Facebook account or whatever, and they'll say, oh, yeah, wow, you know, you got you to gotta preach that then. That dream, you got to preach that. But then you can go back to look at some other posts that this Christian had posted in regards to uh, verses from the Bible that just spoke to them that day, and they put it up on that Facebook account, and they get maybe one or two likes, and nobody comments on it. But when it's a dream or it's something else like that, it'll be it'll be multitudes of likes. It'll be multitudes of people saying, you got to preach that. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> so we're supposed to preach these dreams, but we're not supposed to do anything with the word of God? Where Where is the love and excitement for what God told us we're supposed to go by, which is the word of God? And so that's where we're at today, where people are turning away their ears from the truth and they're, and they're being turned unto fables. They like it better. It's just, well, because it could be anything. Look at me to John chapter 16. We're, we're about wrapping it up here. In John chapter 16. And I'm just going to quote Hebrews 4.12, which says, The word of God is quick. It's alive and sharp and powerful. And, uh, uh, the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. You know, that that Bible that you hold in your hands, that thing is what pierces you. That thing is what goes right to the heart, right to your spirit, soul, everything. And it works in you, not anything else. It's the Word of God that's the most powerful thing. Don't spend all your time uh, worrying about what a dream or what somebody says that they've received of God in advance revelation. All you need is the Word of God for God to speak to you. Look at John chapter 16, verse 12. Here's Jesus Christ, John 16, 12. I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them. Um, verse 13, Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he shall show you things to come. So, and then verse 14, he shall glorify me for he shall receive uh, of mine and shall show it unto you. So what people are trying to say nowadays too are, well, you know, the Holy Spirit has given me this advanced revelation and all that. Well, look at John 14, 26, John 14, 26, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. Okay. Well, what is he going to teach us? Look at this and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So, it's the Holy Spirit. You say, how does God speak to me today as a Christian? Um, or tr if you're trying to seek for God, how does God speak to you? Well, it's through the Holy Spirit, okay? But it's by what's already written in that Bible. So when you're reading the Word of God, hopefully you're reading it every day. And if you're not, you should be in this Bible every day and pray to God and say, Lord, please, I want you, while I'm reading this, for the Holy Spirit to bring back to remembrance those things, especially specifically right now, what you want me to know, what you want me to remember, and uh, and speak to me through the scriptures. Look at John chapter 8. And the very first thing you need to do to hear from God is found here in John eight forty seven. He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not, because you're not of God. Listen, if you're not saved, if you've never... Uh, believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins, that he was buried, that he rose again the third day, 
according to the scriptures for your sins. If you've never believed you're a sinner and on your way to hell, because the Bible says for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. If you've never received him, ask him to save your soul from hell and wash you in his blood clean as white as snow. If you've never asked him and believed that in your heart, then you are not saved. You're not a child of God. And you can't hear the words of God. He's not speaking to you through the Bible. I can't tell you how many people I've heard say, well, I try and read the Bible, but it's just so, you know, I don't understand any of it, you know? And yeah, uh, when I first got saved, it took me a long time. I had to read it probably two or three times before I started to really start grasping things and it started to come together. I remember reading the Gospels and stuff in the New Testament when I first got saved. And, uh, and I would only get just little snippets of what I'd understand. But I heard a preacher one time say, don't worry about what you don't understand. Just keep reading and reading and reading. Eventually you get to something you do understand and just keep reading after that. And, uh, and then when you finish, go back and read it all over again and just keep doing that. And, uh, so when you first get saved, God will just allow you to understand what you're ready for. Okay. But if you're not saved, He's only going to really let you understand what you need to do to get saved. And that's repent of your sins and accept him as your savior. And uh, don't don't be expecting anything more than that. But but for the Christian, God uses the Holy Spirit. And if, if the guys want to elaborate on that, he'll convict you. Um, he'll prick your heart about things that you're reading in the word of God. And of course, by preaching, Titus chapter one uh, says that he's manifests his word through preaching. Look at uh Psalm 46, and we'll end with this. Psalm chapter 46. And look at Psalm chapter 46, verse 10. God says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. You know why I believe a lot of people are just excited about dreams and things like that? Because that's the only time that they're still is when they're sleeping. And, uh, and that's the only time that they will, in a way, take the time to actually think about maybe what God is trying to say. But they're asleep and the flesh is in control. But you know what God wants you to do? He wants you to be awake and he wants you to be still and know that I am God. You know what we have a problem with today, especially in this nation um, and in any any nation, really, but in the world today? Uh, we've got people that are just the entertainment today is unbelievable. Most people never turn off their TV in their house. They always have some kind of white noise going on, either a TV in the background. They've got the Internet on 24 uh, seven, you know, iPads or tablets and phones and things are always going off with texting and messaging. And, you know, they've got updates on the news and, and all this social media. They're playing games on their phone nonstop, you know, and. And it's just nonstop and nobody's still anymore. Nobody's just shutting stuff off and saying, I'm just going to be still now and I'm going to listen to what God has to say for me. I'm going to open up this Bible. You know what I believe we all need to do is, is just to be still. Now, I understand that you got kids, you got craziness, you know, the world is, but find some time where you can just be still, open up that book. And you get in that book and be quiet, pray, God, show me, convict me through the Holy Spirit what you want me to see today and spend 30 minutes a day, an hour a day, whatever you can every day to be still and, and hear from God. Don't have all that noise going on where you can't hear from God. You know, uh, I had read this one time and I thought this was really good and I'll close with this uh, before refrigerators. People used to use the ice houses to preserve their food, right? They, they used to have ice houses that had these really thick walls. They didn't have any windows. They had tightly fitted doors. 
And in the winter, of course, the streams and lakes, they'd freeze up. And so they'd be able to take these blocks of ice and they'd be able to haul them into their ice houses. And what they would do is they would cover that ice with a whole bunch of sawdust. And often that ice would last them well into the summer and they'd be able to keep their food in there and, and no issues, you know, with it going bad because it would be so cold in there. Well, one, t- one day, one man lost a, a really valuable watch uh, while he was working that uh, ice house. He lost it. He got out of there and, and uh, then he went back in, got a rake and everything, trying to go sift through that um, sawdust, trying to figure out, you know, if he could find his watch. He couldn't find it. He had even other people, friends and others come and they spent countless hours in that ice house trying to go through that sawdust to find that watch and they couldn't find it. And so a small boy heard about this because it was a big commotion. Everybody had left by this time. And this small boy just, um, you know, just kind of snuck into that ice house. And just within moments, he came back out with that that watch and he showed them that he had found that watch. And all the people eventually gathered together and they they kept on asking him, how in the world? We were in there for hours. How did you just, just a few moments you were in there? How were you able to find that watch? And so this is what that young boy said. He said, I closed that door. And what I did was I laid down in the sawdust and kept very still. And soon I heard the watch ticking. You know, it's not really a question of whether or not God is trying to speak to you. He is trying to speak to you. The question is whether you're still enough and quiet enough to hear him. And too many times I believe the lost and the saved alike are just too busy and they're not still enough to just hear what the what God has to say to us from the word of God. Amen. Thanks, guys. Amen. Thank you, Matt. Amen. Um, Good message. And, you know, I think we're people that I've talked to, and I'm sure the other guys here as well, that they've gone astray is by not rightly dividing the word. You know, you you talked at the beginning about all those instances in the Old Testament, particularly that, you know, God was speaking to people and, and um, it it doesn't work that way today. And, and and it's funny that people, you know, you talk to people and say, well, I'm spiritual and, you know, but you can't be spiritual without being scriptural. And Amen. I think that's where a lot of folks veer off. Uh, and I got more to say about that. But first, let's check in with the pastors, Pastor Strobel and, and Pastor Steve. Well, good lesson, Matt. It was really well done. Uh, you know, I find it interesting, too, how people are willing. They want to hear from God, but they'll you know, either it's like you said, from dreams or visions or, or some guy on the internet that's spouting off his opinion as being, you know, from God and so forth. And, and it really isn't anything at all, but their own opinion. One, you know, one of the things you, you talked about the word of God and, and so forth, which is absolutely right. I was looking up this thing with my Bible program and, you know, a lot of people don't have it, have a Bible program they can look this up on, but I put in there, uh, the Lord spake and I, and I ran that thing and there's, I think it was 140 some, uh, ref, uh, references where that, that exact phrase come up and all but one are in the old Testament. And the one that's in the new Testament is speaking of an old Testament case. In other words, Stephen's talking about what happened in the old Testament. And he said, the Lord spake. And it's interesting that that all of that took place in the Old Testament and uh, where God was dealing uh, mostly, and most of those things take place, uh, if you look at the uh, accounts there, 
Most of it takes place in the first five books of the Bible, where God was speaking directly to Moses, and the Lord spake, and the Lord spake unto Moses, and the Lord spake unto Moses, and so forth. But, but I, I find this to be the case. You know, people are, are so desiring to hear from God, but they want it to be so personal, and they don't realize that the Bible can be personal to them. Uh, they they want it to be you know that they got this revelation and so forth and so on and and uh, oftentimes that seems to be a sense of of pride you know the Lord spoke to me the Lord spoke to me type of a thing but the verse that came to mind uh, was found is found in First Thessalonians chapter two it says for this cause also thank we God without ceasing because when ye received the word of God which ye heard of us ye received it not as the word of men. But as in truth, as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. The problem is, is that a lot of times people, like you were saying, they don't get anything from the Bible. Uh, it, it's they don't they don't believe in the word of God for it to work in them. Uh, they don't believe mm-hmm. it's it's the final authority. And so they're looking for any kind of authority outside of the word of God itself. And so when you point things out to them, they, uh, you know, like you were talking about, you say, well, what what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? They're not willing to accept that as the authority. Therefore, they have no light from God. They have no revelation from God. And uh, for those that will accept it as the Word of God, and when we say the Word of God, obviously we know what we're talking about. We're talking about the King James Bible, that uh, that becomes your authority, and then God starts to show you things. Uh, and so again, it, it's amazing. I, you know, I come in contact with people and, and they're asking me, well, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And I said, well, what does the word of God say? Much like what you've already said. And, uh, well, uh, you know, I don't know, this guy was saying this and this guy was saying that I said, well, <laughs> let's go to the Bible and find out what the Bible says. Yeah. And then when it contradicts what the guy says, then they're all upset because, you know, they thought this guy had something wonderful to say about whatever doctrine or subject or whatever it was. And, uh, they get disheartened, uh, when they find out that the word of God has something contrary to what their favorite, uh, internet preacher has to say. So again, good, good study, uh, keep it focused on the word of God, uh, you know, and, and make sure you search it out and study it out instead of just, uh, taking everything, you know, as it comes, because there's things that have to come by the study of the word, like you said before. So good study. Appreciate it. Amen. 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 Yeah, it's a good lesson and a good way to tie it together as you did at the end. And, Amen. and Amen. I mean, I was ready for an invitation right after that <laughs> and it would fit well. Uh, one of my favorite lines in the Bible comes from 1 Samuel 15. 1. I'm going to read the whole verse, but the line I'm talking about is right there at the end. Samuel also said unto Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint thee to be king over his people, over Israel. Now, therefore, hearken thou unto the voice of the words of the Lord. Yeah. And that's that's what we're trying to listen to, the word of God. Uh, we have it. You know, every every age has something special. Um, other ages had God speaking audibly to them, as Matt mentioned. Other ages had signs and wonders, as he also mentioned. And um, and he made a statement, which I was, was going to echo as well, and I will. We have the completed Bible. Amen. Amen. 
there are we're in a, the church age and, and not even at the very beginning of the church age uh, did we have a completed Bible. I mean, the New Testament was still being in process of being written until uh, the book of Revelation was completed. And, and now we have um, every word of God access to it. We got everything that God wants us to know right there collapsed into the pages of a book that we can hold in our hands and a book yes. that we can read. Mm-hmm. And and God, people talk about the Lord told them this and the Lord told them that. And, and you know, I think God was talking me through this, as you mentioned, <laughs> when you think that has happened, I mean, the first thing to do anyway is to take everything and filter it right through the scriptures because God will never lead you or tell you to do anything that is contrary to his word. And so much of what you hear people say that God said, it will not wash from the scriptures. So the Bible will keep you out of trouble if you just pay attention to it and and live by every word. That's what Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And there's enough in there to keep you busy. Um, You know, but people people are just there. It's amazing how quickly they are to believe anything but the Bible. Yeah. Um, John the Baptist said this, he said, for he whom God hath sent speaketh the words of God yep. in the beginning of John three thirty four, And that's what we need. We need his words. And thank God we got them uh, inspired for us and preserved for us uh, intact in the authorized King James uh, Bible. Mm-hmm. And there's so much out there. It's why John warned us in his, his epistle to 1 John 4, 1, beloved, believe not every spirit but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Amen. And so as uh, Matt quoted earlier from John eight forty seven, toward the end of the message, you know, he that is of God heareth God's words. And that's what we want to have our ear tuned in for, God's words. Nothing, not extra biblical claim, revelation claiming to be the word of God, but what does the Lord have to say? And then, uh, you know, finally in the mouth of two or three witnesses, you know, let every word be established. But but Brother Matt brought this up, Brother Steve brought this up about, you know, believing the scriptures. And that's why a lot of folks don't get anything out of it. And here's another verse to that end, Hebrews 4, 2. For unto the, us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Amen. That ties together those two elements. Uh, we're not walking by faith, or we're not walking by sight, we're walking by faith. Uh, truth is, a lot of people aren't walking by faith, but we're supposed to be walking by faith, not by sight. And the faith is in what the Lord said. That's how we. That's how it grows, as he told you. You know, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And when you don't mix faith with the word of God, it, it is dead to you. It's, it's dry. It starts, as he said, you know, with being saved, and then the spirit of God's inside of you and bears witness to his words, and thing comes alive. But even after you're saved, you know, you got to have some faith in that book, and you got to believe it. And uh, you ought to grow to the place where you love it. And if you want more on that, uh, read Psalm 119. Amen. For starts. Amen. Amen. And um, I think what we've heard then from Matthew and and from the pastors here is that, you know, we filter everything that we uh, hear, everything that we think through what God has written, revealed in this book. Amen. The Holy Bible. Uh, Here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to read uh, a short a synopsis of an account a guy had, and I'd like you to to tell me where or when he goes wrong if he does go wrong. Okay, try a little experiment here. Uh, quote: On the evening of the twenty first of September, eighteen twenty three, I betook myself to prayer and supplication to Almighty God. 
While I was thus in the act of calling upon God, I discovered a light appearing in my room, which continued to increase until the room was lighter than at noonday, when immediately a personage appeared at my bedside standing in the air, for his feet did not touch the floor. He had on a loose robe of most exquisite whiteness. It was a whiteness beyond anything earthly I had ever seen, nor do I believe that any earthly thing could be made to appear so exceedingly white and brilliant. Not only was his robe exceedingly white, but his whole person was glorious beyond description and his countenance truly like lightning. The man was exceedingly light, uh, but not so very bright as immediately around his person. He called me by name and said unto me that he was a messenger sent from the presence of God to me, and that his name was Moroni, that God had a work for me to do, and that my name should be had for good and evil among all nations, kindreds, and tongues, or that it should be both in good and evil spoken among all people. Uh, And so he goes on to say that this... uh, appearance gave him these golden tablets that he was to, to translate. And, and he sums it up by saying, he tells everybody now that this was the, the book that he translated was the most correct of any book on earth mm-hmm. and the keystone of their religion. And a man would get nearer to God by abiding mm-hmm. by its precepts from this book that he translated than by any other book. Yeah. How would you respond to that? <laughs> Joseph Smith. I have I've I have read that part to the folks at church before because it's just amazing. It, it goes against even what um, I'll have Mormons claim to me today. They'll they'll, they'll say that you know, oh, you know we believe the Bible. The Bible it's that's just as much. And Joseph Smith told you in, in his own words that mm-hmm. cloning the words of, words of Moroni, I suppose. But but he told you that his belief was that the Book of Mormon. You know, you can get closer to God by that. And that's what they really believe, so in spite of what they say. So that's a very good thing to, to have. That comes from the introduction. You can find it at the beginning of the Book of Mormon. But I'll tell you one place where we went wrong, as, as opposed, in addition to the angel of light thing that Matt already mentioned uh, in his lesson. But uh, Revelation twenty two eighteen, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. And that's right there towards the end of your Bible. And the Lord's trying to tell you when he gets to the end, this is it. Don't mess with it. Don't add to it. Don't take from it. And he added to it. They they claim that the Book of Mormon is another testament of Jesus Christ. And so they believe it at the very least on par with the scriptures and by the confession of Joseph Smith and the true belief of of virtually every Mormon that they really believe it more than the Bible. Just frightening. I mean, the whole account of, uh, you know, and and we don't live too far from where supposedly he got these golden tablets here in Mm -hmm. New York State. You know, it's just incredulous to me that you have, which Matt clearly went over, all these admonitions about don't don't believe if some other angel of light supposedly appears to you and, and wants to tell you something different. It's not true. But here's a guy that, that has, you know, uh, I'm sure along with Satan, duped a whole bunch of people. Amen. One of the verses I like to show people, you know, especially if they think it's Jesus Christ that's appearing to them, 
is what's found in Acts chapter 1 when Jesus Christ ascends after the 40 days he spent here on earth after the resurrection. Um, it says, uh, let's, uh, Acts chapter 1 verse 9, it says, when he had spoken <clears throat> these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. Obviously, these are angels. Uh, verse 11, which, uh, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you uh, into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Amen. Then returned they. So when Jesus Christ returns, he's going to come in the same way he left in the clouds. Amen. He's not going to come to the foot of your bed and, and give you some special revelation. Uh, and and that's, you know, the scripture says it. Obviously, Matt already covered that thing in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. We're talking about uh, Satan transforming himself to an angel of light. Satan is a counterfeit and wants to counterfeit everything the Lord does to deceive people. And that's exactly what he's doing when he when he shows up either as an angel of light, like it said there, of course, reference to Moroni there uh, with the reference in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. So it's, it's just a deception to try to get people to believe a false doctrine uh, or false gospel in Galatians chapter, chapter one, like Matt already mentioned. So, uh, you know, it, it's just amazing how people are so willing to be deceived. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, they want to, what they want to believe something that is more supernatural than what the word of God tells you God's going to do. So it, it's just amazing to me. I mean, the word of God is supernatural enough. We don't need anything mm -hmm. beyond that to, to dazzle us. Uh, if you get into the Word of God, it'll dazzle dazzle you enough. Amen. You think we'll see more of this kind of thing as uh, <laughs> as we draw closer to uh, the Lord returning? Oh yeah, you know when the, the Antichrist comes, he comes with all power and right. signs and lying wonders. Second Thessalonians yep. too. So yes, we have been, and and I think we will be. Yep. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You know, one just one real quick thing too. That sometimes, in addition to people saying, you know, the Lord appeared to me, um, they'll say, you know, I, I had an angel. You know, an angel appeared to me. I saw an angel. Right. So when they tell me that, I ask them, well, what did it look like? <laughs> so a lot of times, this is woman yeah. with long hair and everything. Yep. So, mm -hmm. so right then and there, I mean, based on what the scripture has to tell you about angels, when they show up, they're they're men. Uh, you know that uh, they didn't see. A true angel of God, and they don't what? have wings. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's the other it. thing too. I, I can't remember where it was that's that I it. heard it, but somebody was saying that they, um, you know, went up. Uh, they had an outer body experience, you know, and they were ascending above their body, and then they went even higher, went outside the building, was looking down, and they saw all the angels wingtip to wingtip circled <laughs> around the hospital, you know, and everybody's like, whoa, you know, and it's just like, well, wait a minute, what does the Bible say about what the angels look like? They don't have wings, you know, they're, you they're, they're, they're males, and, and they could come unto you unawares. You, you can't hide those wings. <laughs> Wasn't there some... some preacher that had saw a vision of an angel that had like 900 wings or something like that what well i think you might be thinking of i think it was oral roberts saw 900 yeah. foot jesus yeah okay okay yeah. maybe that told was the start told him to start oral roberts university yeah. That's, as i recall the story a medical anyway. center 
<laughs> and oh, for, for more uh, information on Do Angels Have Wings, uh, check out episode six. Yeah. Uh, did, a, did a whole show. The most, show. most listened to podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was at one time. I haven't checked lately for the. Uh, Do the angels have again. beards? <laughs> Why, has oh, Steve got man. a beard now? Uh, yeah, I do. Still, oh, I'll, yeah. I grow it in the wintertime. There you go. And when his birthday comes along, he shaves it so he looks younger. That's it. So I look younger. That's right. <laughs> it is a family tradition. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Amen. Uh, I haven't seen you with a beard yet, Pastor Strobel. No, I never have had one, actually. Hmm. Is that something we're, we're looking forward to? I mean, you can look forward to it if you want, but I'm, <laughs> I don't <laughs> promise that's ever happened. <laughs> if I take a three-month vacation, I might, but it'll be gone by the time I get back, probably. <laughs> well, guys, again, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on the program and and for uh, giving up of your time, Matt. Thanks for the lesson; it was well done. Yeah, yeah, Matt, thank you, guys. And I think timely, you know, timely again too. All right, Lord willing, we'll see you next time um, here on That's in the Bible. Troubles will soon be our happy forevermore When we meet on that shore Free from all care Rising up in the sky Telling this world goodbye Homeward we then will fly Jesus is coming soon, morning or night or noon. Many will many will meet their doom. Trumpets will trumpets will surely sound. All of the dead shall rise. Righteous be in the skies. Going where going where no one dies. Heavenward bound. Jesus is coming soon. Shall rise, righteous be in the skies, going where, going where no one dies, heavenward bound, bound. This has been a production of the That's in the Bible podcast. To leave a comment or to ask a question, visit our website at thatsinthebible.com or email us at that's in the Bible at gmail.com or call our listener feedback voicemail at 716-584-1611. Again, that's 716-584-1611. As always, thanks for listening and press on. Marvelous. <laughs> <laughs>